Hey, you're listening to the Creative Pep Talk podcast. We help you build a thriving creative practice. I'm your host, Andy J. Pizza. You can stay up to date with all things Creative Pep Talk by following me on Instagram at Andy J. Pizza. Let's get into today's episode. So we got our first factor meals and I am pumped to tell you about them. First off, we absolutely loved them. Delicious chef's kiss for the chef crafted dietitian approved meals that come straight to your door. I can definitely see how when deadlines are out of control or you're in a super busy season, how factor meals can lighten your load while still giving you options like veggie, vegan, and even low calorie Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can even pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Head to factormeals.com slash peptalk50 and use code peptalk50 to get 50% off. That's code peptalk50 at factormeals.com slash peptalk50 to get 50% off. I'm back. We're back. Creative Pep Talk is back. Uh, I'm back and I have an episode that I am so pumped to share with you. This is, you know, as always, I'm making an episode about something that has helped me recently in a big way. And uh, so this has been massive for me. I hope it's massive for you. Here's what the episode's about. It's about creative self-care. I want you to ask yourself this question. Think back to a time when you were your best self, when you were, you know, having euphoric breakthroughs, creative breakthroughs. You were, you know, you felt great. You had good connections. You felt happy about who you were and the actions you were taking. And I want you to ask yourself, What were you doing at the time that contributed to that in terms of your habits, in terms of your self-care? You know, what were the things that were contributing to you being your super self? And then I want you to ask yourself, why aren't you doing those things anymore? Recently, I asked myself that question. I realized that there were a handful of things in a handful of different categories that we're going to go over here in this episode. There were a handful of things that I don't do anymore, but at different seasons in my past contributed to higher levels of happiness, health, growth, mindset, and ultimately my best creative work. And so I've been actively trying to create buckets for these, create uh, a reminder, create uh, things that help me remember the things that I can do that make me my best self because 
That is the place that I want to create from. My best work comes from that place. And so that's what this episode's about. But why? First, I want us to ask ourselves, why do we do so many things that harm us? Why do we constantly return? Why do we not forget to do the things that hurt us, but we forget to do the things that help us? Why do we constantly go back from more from the things that make us our worst selves? Why do we do that? Do you do that? Am I alone? I don't know. I, I, I don't hope that you do that. I hope that you do the things that help you and not the things that hurt you. But my guess is if you're human, you know, I don't know, maybe aliens come and, you know, infest our planet and they go back through history and they want to get pepped and they're listening to this podcast in the year 203004. I don't know. If you're listening, you probably do the same, man, because you, you probably, you know, evolved or developed in the same way that we all did. Anyway, why do we do it? I want to tell you this story. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, I used to spend weekends infrequently with my mom at my mom's house. And, uh, you know, I, I, I love my mom and, and I really enjoyed going over there. Her whole vibe in the house uh, had a more chaotic energy that was a lot more me. And so I felt really at home there, but it did have certain pitfalls, that chaotic energy and, and a lot of craziness going on. And one time, I must have been about four, maybe five years old, I went to my mom's house and I went into my mom's room and in my mom's room was a table with a shiny object on top of it. Now this table, it wasn't just any table. This table had table legs that were in the shape of an X. That's right. It was an ironing board and the shiny object was, you guessed it, an iron. Now, my grandma ironed all the time. She actually had a part-time business, uh, you know, doing people's ironing and, and my stepmom would iron. And, you know, I'd never in my life up to that point been left unattended with a hot iron. So I knew this iron's got to be cold. Like there's, there's just no way that my mom would just leave this hot iron it, it, uh, around me. And so I got this idea. I thought, I wonder what the cold steel of that iron would feel like on my face. <laughs> and so I walked over to this table and I grabbed that shiny object and I put the iron directly on my left cheek. That's right. I burnt my face. Sadly, that is not the end of our story. You see, I don't know about you, but I grew up in church culture, the Bible Belt. And even up into that time, I had heard this phrase over and over and over, but nobody had ever explained to me what it meant. And I never knew how to apply this Christian wisdom until this moment. And that's right. I finally had the chance to turn the other cheek <laughs> and I turned my face and I, ah! 
that burnt the other side of my face. I don't know if I hadn't realized that I'd burnt one side and I did it so fast that I didn't have time to, to realize that I was scalding my face. But yes, I literally burnt both sides of my face that day and it was horrific. And my mom took me to my dad. He had to take me to the hospital. I don't, you know, no, I don't have a beard to hide this deformity. My face is fine because my dad changed all the bandages and gauze and made sure it was all good. It was a nightmare, I'm sure, for him as well as me. And you might you know, you laugh, you think, silly Andy, what in the world? Who does that? Who gets burnt and then goes in for more on the other side? Well, I know someone who else who does that. You. <laughs> I do that all the time, right? Because you go to bed. You're going to get, you're going to take care of yourself. You go to bed at 10 PM. You're going to get a full eight hours and you think right before I go to bed, maybe I'll just check Twitter just as I'm dozing off and just see if there's anything new. Five minutes pass, 10 minutes pass, two hours pass, sometimes three hours pass and you feel absolutely horrible and burnt out and in pain by the time you try to fall asleep. You put off your phone and you can't fall asleep because you've been burnt that badly by the thing that you read, the worst possible things that are happening and in the world at this moment before you put your head down, right? You burn yourself bad. But sadly, that's not the end of the story, is it? <laughs> because you wake up in a room where there's a table and on that table, there is a shiny object. And it's the shiny object that burnt you just the night before. And what do you do? Often before you've even opened your eyes, you say, please, sir, can I have another? <laughs> you open Twitter or you open Instagram before you even open your eyes. We return to the things that burn us. If I asked you, what's the best thing that anyone's ever said about your art? You might have to, you probably sit there and be like, hmm, I don't know, what can I, well, I don't know, that, I liked that thing. But if I said, what was the thing that somebody said to you that almost stopped you from making creative work ever again because it burnt you so bad? I bet you could come up with three things right now. Why? Because we return to those things for another burn, like it's a cattle prod in our minds every time we make stuff. And sometimes it's not even, we don't even need anybody's help to burn us, right? Like how many times do you make things and the whole time you're playing in your mind on repeat? It's not even original. This isn't, this is meaningless. Why do you even waste your time making this crap? It's already been done. It's no good. It's, it's, it's worthless uh, time spent. Over and over and over, we hurt ourselves so bad. We have trauma associated with creative acts. We get a, a minor form of like PTSD. You ever feel that way about creative work? Afraid of the pencil, afraid of the blank page, afraid of the, you know, podcast recording booth. What do you have for, you know, you got this. We, we return to those nasty, negative self 
words over and over and over. Right? We do these things that put us in the worst possible place. So what do you do? You quit doing that stuff, right? It's simple. You ever tried it? Then you know that's the wrong answer, right? You can't just quit. You can't just take that self-harming behavior out. It's the hardest thing in the world to do. You know, I did something recently that you should never do in lockdown. And I looked on my phone and I checked out the little screen time app. And I, I started looking at, on average, since, since quarantine and lockdown, how many hours I've been spending staring at my shiny object. I'm not going to share the actual number here. I'm too embarrassed, but I can tell you it's not, it's, it's, it's just shy of a full-time job looking at, <laughs> looking at this phone and, and harming myself with, with, uh, with pain over and over and over, burn after burn after spurn, burns. Like that's, that's what I've been doing over the past uh, couple of weeks. And, and I got sick of it. That's actually why I checked the screen time thing. Just see like how much extra time do I have on my hands here? And, you know, for a little while, I thought, I'll just look at the phone less. But it didn't work. And it's no surprise because, you know, all of the experts in habit formation will tell you the same thing. There's a lot of development around this today. You know, James Clear with Atomic Habits and and uh, uh, I think it's, I don't know, there's all, there's all kinds of stuff. And they all tell you the same things. If you want to change your behaviors, quit thinking subtractive. Start thinking additive. Instead of thinking, I need to go into this week and eat less. That's my goal. Your whole focus is on the negative. Your whole focus is on the food that you don't want to eat. So the whole time you're thinking about, don't eat the candy bar, don't eat the candy bar. What, you're th- what are you thinking about, though? The candy bar. Instead, go into the week planning meals. No, this isn't a food podcast. I'm not helping you with your dieting. I'm going to relate it back to creativity. Don't you worry about it. But instead of thinking about, I need to do less screen time, I need to do more creative time. I need to do, uh, I need to spend less time on my phone. Start thinking about adding things into your schedule, committing to things in your schedule that make you your best self. And in this episode, we're going to go through a list. We're going to go through six categories of things that you can, on a regular basis, review and say, am I hitting all these things? Am I spending time caring for myself in these categories so that I can be my super self? This idea of, you know, adding all of these self-care categories. And I'm not talking about things that you feel like I should really do that, I guess, if I have to. I'm talking about the things that you love doing, the things that fill you up that you just forget to do, that you just don't commit to doing them. You let other people fill your time up or, or you just completely, they drop by the wayside. It's not a shame thing. It's a don't forget 
to do the your favorite things to do on this planet that put you in your super self, your creative super self. And I started thinking about that, and I thought, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I'm a huge Zelda fan. Uh, it's kind of like the pieces of the Triforce. There's three pieces, and if you put them all together, you get like super powered Triforce powered Link, or you know, the Deathly Hollows with Harry Potter, the Elder Wand, and the Philosophers stone or sorcerer's stone depending on the region uh, and then visibility clock you put them all together and you're unstoppable well what are your super self pieces that when you put them together you're full and you're whole and you're your best creative self and i decided to go with captain planet theme you know earth wind fire too bad we don't care about those things all right it's too 90s man so i updated it. it's captain cosmic and we're gonna we're gonna go through all these the new words instead of earth wind fire to kids today they don't care about these things check these names out number one time number two space Three, matter. Four, flow. Five, diet. <laughs> I, I put diet. I didn't give it a fancy name because I just thought it was amazing. The last two are diet and sleep. And I just like the idea of uh, Captain Planet. You know, the kids. I don't know if you know Captain Planet, but there's, there's. I think in the original there's five. But in this episode, there's six. And they all each have a different ring. It's like wind, fire, earth, water, something. Fire. I said fire twice. Um, but I imagined a, the new Captain Planet and it's, you know, self-care. Millennials are making this. And one of the one of the rings is diet. It's like a the diet ring and the and the sleep ring. Um feels like modern times. So that all with with our powers combined, we are the super creative self. And so let's go through them now. All right, so there's six things, and uh, I'm gonna make a uh, a little phone wallpaper that has all these on there, so that you can just be reminded over and over because it's so easy for us to forget the things that make us the happiest, the best, the fullest, the the most fulfilled, and and that's the place you want to create from. Okay, six things: time, space, matter, flow, diet, and sleep. Let's just go through them real quick. Number one, time. Your power hour. What is the hour in the day where you are your super self? There's a book by a sports agent, Molly Fletcher. It's called Energy Clock. And it's about this idea of where are you your best? You might be a morning lark. You might be a night owl. You might be a... It, What's the per an ostrich like an ostrich is the thing that seems like it'd be good in the middle of the day. I don't know. But your super self, are you a werewolf? You get your powers at night. Are you more like I'm more, more like Clark Kent? You know, I get the power from the Earth's sun. And I've just realized that I there's a thing that happens to my brain at around 4:30 a.m. unfortunately where I am the quickest that I ever am. And I want to do my best work then. I want to do my writing and my ideas at that moment. But the problem is I can go six months, I can go nine months, I can go a year without even being awake at that time. Are you prioritizing your power hour? Number two, space. And I don't mean like 
going out into space. I could have said environment, but I liked time and space as they were more cosmic for Captain Cosmic. And, uh, and so space, I mean environment, your place of power. I've been playing Witcher on the Switch switcher so good been having a great time and he finds these little statues and they're a place of power and he soaks it up you know spider-man he can't be his super self out in rural america that's his super weakness is no skyscrapers because he can't do his thing right but i'm more of an aquaman i need to soak in water for some reason i don't know if it's sensory deprivation but it helps my brain work and i don't know if you know this i don't think you want to know this but every single episode including the one you're thinking of listening to right now i planned while i was in the bath and i want to just this is a call i feel guilty i also take showers for cleanliness i just want to ask you will you as a creative pepperoni true creative pepperonis i need you to bathe less just to offset all of the hours in the tub that i spend planning these episodes please do that and even better is a hot tub for me even better than that is the ocean there's something about i get full from being submerged in water but my wife, Sophie, it's trails, it's nature, it's being in the woods. You know, there was this ancient mystic, I can't find the guy's name, but he believed that the most important thing, the most important decision in your life is that you are in the right geographic location, that you find your place of power. Are you soaking it up? Are you prioritizing getting to those places on a regular basis? Number three, your matter. Again, I could have said it easily with saying your body, the whole idea, but matter is just cooler. Time, space, matter, matter. And this is matter over mind. There are things actively you can do with your body that puts your mind into a better place and therefore helps you make your best work. Now, exercise are obvious ones. For me, it's running. I get so many endorphins. You know, before I have a big meeting, I always try to run because it puts me into the spot. And in fact, before I do big interviews, I try to do that. Uh, I tried, I was gonna, I was planning on, I don't know if you know this, but Abby Jacobson from Broad City was on the show. I'm a huge fan. She's a creative hero of mine. I was totally intimidated and scared that it was amazing because she was the nicest person ever. And I was, she totally disarmed my fears and we just had a great chat. You can go back and listen to that if you want. It was a great time. One of my favorite memories. And, you know, I planned on running before that to get myself in the zone but the problem is I forgot my shoes. It was in LA and I left my shoes at home and I'd already gone on a trip a few weeks before that and had forgotten my shoes and bought new shoes. So I felt like I couldn't do that again. It just seemed like a ridiculous uh, you know, pattern to every time I went on the road for work, buy a new pair of running shoes. Just didn't seem feasible. And so I thought, I'll just jazzercise in my, <laughs> my bathroom. But in the jazzercise, I was doing so many moves that I don't regularly do when I'm running that I ended up... I, hurt myself um, <laughs> trying to. I hurt my legs really bad and almost threw off my whole workout routine um, getting ready for that. But it's it, I prioritize it. Most times before I record an episode, I've done running. But it can be sometimes, you know, you, and other times in my life, it was long walks. You know, it doesn't even have to be, you know, if you can't do that or don't like to do that for whatever reason, you don't even have to do anything physical with your body. You can just find solitude. Meditation is something you can do with the matter that belongs to you that will change your mind matter over mind jazzercise get the crazies out cleaning you know cleaning your house working up a sweat mowing the grass 
you know, make your creativity, what you do with your body will impact your best creative self. Number four is flow. Are you prioritizing getting lots of soak time in the flow state? You know, Mihai Csikszentmihalyi wrote a book about the flow state. It's this idea of spending time doing things in between, striking the balance between challenge and mastery. You know, I painted a mural on my uh, neighbor's garage a few weeks ago, and a mural is one of my favorite flow states. It's, you know, I'm, I've already designed it. So it's just the, it, it, there's the mastery level of like, I always design it before I make it. And then while I'm applying it, I'm having the challenge is I have to get the brush strokes right. I have to be fully present every single move that I'm doing. And it puts me in flow and it fills me up. You know, we had Sarah Walsh on the podcast years ago. We should have, we need to have her on and her husband, uh, Colin on. I love these people. They're some of the, my favorite creative people. Uh, we got a lot in common taste wise and they're just uh, hilarious and great. You should go check them out. Colin Walsh, Sarah Walsh illustration. But she talked about on the show long time ago, procrastinating on purpose. You know, she knows that she can get her flow stay on command by painting in her sketchbook. And sometimes it's hard to find your way into the flow state when you're doing client work, when you're on the clock for somebody else. And so she'll cheat and, and prioritize some of that flow state. And I, and I think that kind of cheating, making sure that you're doing these things and make sure you're soaking in the flow, even when you have to cheat, on things, even when you have to cheat some time, because this is something I don't know. Sometimes I come up with an idea and I think that's smarter than your brain, Andy. That must have come from somewhere else. So if I subconsciously ripped this from somewhere, you email me and tell me. But this, I, I couldn't find it. So here it is. You got to cheat. You got to cheat in these ways. You got to fill yourself up in these ways. You got to procrastinate and find that flow state to warm yourself up sometimes in the sketchbook in a you know, 100 day project and you know, whatever it is, something that you know that's going to get you there before you get in the client work. Because if you're not cheating that way, if you are focused on doing the most you can do, you can't possibly be doing the best you can do. If you are focused on being a machine and you are negating or neglecting all of these six things so that you can do the most you can do, you can't possibly be doing the best you can do. And sometimes the best you can do is procrastinating and finding that flow state. So what are the things? For Sophie, my wife, it's being in the garden, getting her hands dirty. You know, we're talking about in flow state, we're talking about what's the work that when you're done, you're not drained, you're more energized. What are those things? Don't just think about them right now. Write them down. We're going to create a list so that you can re you can go back to it. These are things that you want to do. They're not chores. They're not, it's not shame. It's like, here's six things in these buckets that I would, and my ideal vacation are, is doing these things. I just forget to do them. That's the problem. Number five. Diet. Yeah, we're talking about food. We're not just talking about food. You know, no shame. I'm Andy J Pizza for a reason because I have a problem with pizza. You know, I 
probably said this on the show before, but you know, I, I made the website andyj.pizza because Andy dash j dash miller.com was too long and they came out with uh you could get dot pizza instead of dot com so i changed it then everybody thought that was my name so i just went with it because it was easier and i could put it on all the social media handles and i do genuinely love pizza i'm one of the people you know some people are like yeah i like pizza now i'm talking about a problem those are the only other pizza addicts know what I'm talking about. And in fact, when I changed my name, that's when I started dieting more. And uh, I never have eaten less pizza in my life as when I've gone by Andy J Pizza. And I used to go do talks and they'd be like, and guess what? We got you a hundred pizzas for the event. And I'm like, oh no, free pizza, unlimited free pizza. That is danger zone. But I try not to eat bread while I'm doing work. You know, I wait until after the day is said and done most of the time before I partake in bread because it does something to my head. Bread does something to my head. And, and the same goes for not just what you're consuming in terms of food, but also what you're consuming creatively. You know, I'm very picky about the music I run to. I'm very picky about what I'm putting into my system. It doesn't mean that you can't, you know, let your hair down sometimes and watch, you know, 90 day fiance. You can, that's fine, but you got to be mindful about it. Make sure you're getting nourishment in your creative influences and consumption. And the last one, six is sleep. The sleep ring. <laughs> I love the idea of a, a character having a sleep ring on Captain Cosmic. I don't remember what I called it, but the reason I brought up the sleep ring this is because, uh, you know, how you're resting, you know, what is the key, what back through your past, what was the best you ever rested? You know, I had a breakthrough on this again, something I went back to that I used to do. I'm sleeping with a weighted blanket again. And the main reason is because it gives you REM sleep more frequently and a deeper sleep. And Sophie says it makes my face look better, but that's not why I'm using it. I'm using it. And this is the best tip of the whole episode because I don't know if you know this, but weighted blankets give you crazy vivid dreams, man. And then the rest that I'm getting is definitely great for my creativity. But there's something about every single night I am having crazy vivid dreams that just creatively fills me up. It's like one of my favorite juices. So yeah, go get a weighted blanket. So how do you rest? What What's the key to that? For Sophie, yoga is her totally relaxing her body and it gives her something that she doesn't get from anywhere else. And she and we've made sure that she prioritizes that rest twice a week at least going, you know, and so, and, and yeah, I know we're in special times, you know, whether you have to go to a socially distanced yoga or you have to go to, or you have to do it online, whatever it is, what look back, what were the things that filled your rest tank up and get back to those things? The point of this episode is to do a self audit, go through the rings, time, your power hour. Are you making the most of it? Space. Are you soaking up in the spaces, the places of power? If you're Spider-Man, quit trying to solve crimes and, you know, Trump country. Like, that's not where you're going to be effective. You know, if you, I'm like Aquaman, I got to get in the water, man. And that's where I do my work. I'm, I'm superstitious about it, in fact. And I love it. It's a ritual. It's great. Three, 
matter. Are you doing the matter over mind? Are you doing things with your body that get the crazies out and get your mind at peak performance? Are you prioritizing flow? Are you making sure that you warm yourself up? You do things that you know are going to get you in the flow state on a regular basis so that you can't do the most you can do, but do the best you can do. Number five, diet. Are you making sure that you're consuming that creative content that's going to put the best possible fuel inside? And are you also, you know, I food's tough for me. You know, as someone who loves food, I feel bad even saying, have you, are you, you trying to eat things that are good for you? Like, cause it's just like, yeah, I know it's, it's better to eat a nacho bel grande. You know what I'm saying? Cheesy gordita crunch. Gotten back into Taco Bell. Anyway, diet, both creative diet, both and, and food diet and all other types of diet, the things you're putting into your spirit, your soul, your stomach, it all matters. The three S's, the spirit, soul, stomach. Number six, your sleep. Are you filling up that rest tank? It's, it is so important. What are the things that you've already learned that you need to go back to that help you get the sleep that you need to be your creative super self? I got one more thing to bring to you, and it's just an actionable, tactical, practical piece of the episode uh, that you could do right now in a very short period of time to change your mindset, change your mood, get yourself primed for making your creative work. You can do this at any time. Um, and, and it comes from, or it's kind of soaked in this idea from one of my favorite humans, Richard Rohr. He's kind of a universalist, mystic, Franciscan friar. I don't know if any of those words have been put together before, but he does it so well. And, uh, and I'm a big fan. And he talks about the Velcro Teflon theory. And it comes from, you know, science baked, baked, science baked, baked in a science lab, um, based in scientific research about how we react and respond to the negative things and the positive things. And I think it maybe explains why that, you know, the answer to the question that we had at the start of the show is why do we stick to our bad habits, but reject and forget our good habits, even the ones that we love? We still let those slide by the wayside before we let go of our bad habits. And the research says that, you know, the negative things, you know, when something negative happens to you, when somebody says something negative to you, you know, when you hear, you know, negative things on the internet, whatever it is, those things stick to your psyche like Velcro. Zero effort, instinct. And it's because we didn't evolve to thrive. Our instincts, the best they can do is get us to survive. And, and they knew that you need to watch out for the bad stuff. You know, when it comes to your tribe, you need to remember when someone in your tribe told you some harsh critique. Because if you don't remember that, you might get ostracized and get eaten by a saber-toothed tiger. And so we cling to uh, the, the negative things. Are, they're a tractor beam for us. We get sucked in and we just, they just instantly stick to our psyche without any effort. But thriving takes intentionality. Our base nature, our, our animal brain, our lizard brain, our monkey mind, all, all that stuff, that's just on autopilot. You're going to do that stuff. You don't need to worry about focusing on remembering the bad. It's going to just happen. 
But if you're going to live into that special consciousness that we have that no other animals have, if you're going to live into our best nature, that's, that's, our, that's what we're here on the planet to do. That's thriving. And that's the Teflon side because here's the thing. When someone tells you something great about your work or something really works for you or it puts you in the best spot, whatever it is, all those positive things, those things, our brain is like Teflon to the Teflon. It's like a Teflon pan, you know, put a little egg in there and it just slides around or slide right off if you're not careful. And those things just slide off us. And the only way to internalize a great compliment, something that lifts you up, something that makes you your best self, something that puts you into the positive zone, into the great zone, into the creative zone, those things, the only reason you can get them, the only way that you can get them to stick, Richard Rohr says, is to, to, to meditate and, and contemplate them for at least 15 seconds. And so I created a, based on, you know, yoga experience I've had or meditation things I've read about or, you know, all kinds of different things, goal setting stuff. I created a little three-part exercise that you can do at any time. You can do it before your work day, before your creative session, before your painting, before your writing. You know, you can do it before you record a podcast. I do a lot of priming stuff before I record these episodes so I can get in my best frame of mind where I'm feeling, you know, the feelings and I'm, and I'm in the zone. And this is one of those tricks. So three parts, gratitude, hope, and motivation. The gratitude part, close my eyes and I think about things that I'm grateful for. I'm often doing these in the bathtub. Remember, I'm Aquaman soaking in the bathtub, thinking about things I'm grateful for. And I'll start with things like hot water. I'm like, ah, yeah, I am. I'm happy that I get to live in an era where I get hot water on command. It's amazing. It's, I'm, I'm super grateful for it. But I, I keep thinking of things I'm grateful for until I have a, uh, an, a smile on my face that I didn't force, a smile that just the pure gratitude sent me over the edge. And the last time I did this exercise, it, I thought of, you know, thought about friends. I thought about hot water. I thought about, you know, some plans that we had, you know, all these things. But it wasn't until I thought about my five-year-old's, uh, my five-year-old daughter's smile <laughs> that I started smiling and I'm smiling right now um, because of it. it. She has a mischievous, pure joy twinkle in her eye. And it's just, I'm, it makes me happy to be alive. And so that exercise done as soon as I do a, um, an unintentional, uh, an unforced smile, just from gratitude, because that means I felt it. Then I move on to hope. And I do the same thing. How do I find the unintentional smile, the unforced smile? Thinking about things that could happen in my future, things that are lurking on the horizon, possibilities in my future, or, you know, even things that I've dreamed up that, you know, I hope happen. And I think about, you know, getting that contract signed. I think about getting that email, getting that call, getting that call from a friend who says, you know, he's been sober for two years, you know, someone with an addiction, whatever it is. And I think about something on the horizon that could happen. And I imagine I play it out until one of those things makes me smile until one of those actually hits me, hits in that sensitivity. And then I move on to the next one. And this is the motivation exercise. And this is the idea of I go back through the, the thing that made me smile 
in my hope exercise, the thing that could happen. And then I think about uh, how, if that thing happened, how it could affect someone I love in such a positive way that it would make me smile. You know, if I got that contract, what it would mean for our family. And I imagine, you know, the things that would be made possible. And I play those in my, in my uh, psyche until I smile, until it makes me change my face or expression or, you know, whatever it is. And that's unlocking motivation. And so you can do that at any time. It takes less than five minutes, maybe 10 minutes max, and it can change your mindset. It can fill you up and it can help you be one step closer to your creative super self. So I hope this episode helps you become your creative super self, uh, but I want to leave you with one little tiny nugget before we roll just to wrap all this up. Let's go back to our shiny objects. What should we do with them? They cause so much destruction. Should we throw them out? These tiny objects that we have in our hands, you probably have it in your hand right now. I mean, they're clearly evil, these tiny, these tiny, shiny objects that are in our hands. They're powerful, but powerful doesn't mean bad. You know, to toddlers, everything that's powerful is bad. We can't trust toddlers with powerful things, but your consciousness is more evolved than that. It doesn't have to think in that dual binary way. That shiny object, it, just because it's powerful doesn't mean, you know, there's more options than shiny object bad or shiny object good, right? So just because it's powerful doesn't mean it's bad. It doesn't mean we need to just throw it all out. You know, you can't say to a toddler, yes, science is powerful and it has created weapons of mass destruction, but it's also saved billions of lives with medical breakthroughs and sanitation and, and food production. Like that's too nuanced of an idea to sell to a, to, to a toddler with, with lower levels of consciousness. They can't hold that in their brain. Yes, spirituality is powerful and it's caused war, and, but, but it's also the origin of ideas like justice and mercy and caring for the marginalized. Like they started in spirituality because just too, too much. You can't say to a toddler, Yes, this shiny object in my hand is powerful, but it can burn the flesh off your face. Uh, but it also provides really important things like making our shirts crispy. <laughs> Did you think I was talking about phones? I'm, I'm still talking about irons, man. Irons, man. Um, <laughs> uh, like... Okay, you probably have two questions. Why do I have an iron in my hand? I don't. Uh, and two... Why are we holding on to irons in the first place? The risk of burning flesh is, is it, is the crispy pants worth the burning flesh? Like what do we, why, especially with COVID, I hope that's the end of irons, right? Let's just get rid of them. But the truth is, <laughs> you know, irons can do so much more than make clothes crispy. I don't know. That wasn't their, in, their the, uh, the inventor's intention. But as a preteen, when I wasn't allowed to use the uh, the grill, the the oven, I I I would uh, use an iron and I would put an uncooked grilled cheese in an aluminum foil and just cook it with an iron. I don't know. I played a lot with irons when I was a kid. I guess. <laughs> I guess that's the. But you can, you know, it's a powerful tool. 
And there's so much thing, so many things you can do with it. But back to the real shiny object in question, the one that steals so much of our time, your phone. Yeah, most people use it to just pass the time, you know, aka waste their most precious renewable resource on the planet, their life, their time. But just like an iron that can make grilled cheese, your phone can be a force for good. You don't have to have that toddler consciousness of phone powerful, phone bad. It's just like the power of the rings, man, of the, the Captain Planet rings. I don't know if you know this, but yeah, we talked about the positive rings. But in the show, there was also bad rings. The good rings were like love and water and had little hearts on them and then a little wave sign on it. And uh, But the bad rings were called the rings of destruction. <laughs> rings like the smog ring or the ring of deforestation. Um, they didn't have like heart symbols or earth on them. They had like these badass looking smoke monsters on them. And I think my five-year-old self was like probably more drawn to the rings of destruction. I mean, they even sounded cooler that the, I was more drawn to the wrong ones than the, the right ones. But that's the thing. The negative can be a tractor beam, can it? The power rings of Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Reddit, they have a deep allure. It's very mesmerizing. We're all like Gollum hunched over the shiny objects with our precious of these apps and these rings of destruction, these apps of destruction. And at times, I felt like I need to subtract them from my phone. But I can honestly say, when I work with intention, when I remember what's good for me, when I keep it in front of me, I can use this shiny object to be my creative super self with the, with the apps of uh, construction, the notes app. My running tracker app has changed my running. Like being able to track my pace and, and my runs, it, it has, it's one of the things that's kept me running for over a year sleep cycle app, my alarm. There's, there's so many good things you can do if you approach it with that intentionality. And yeah, you know, Captain Planet, I do think needs some updating. You know, you can go on the internet and you can see like uh, that, you know, half the things that Captain Planet did were actually creating more pollution. Um, now we know that now with the, with the science. So it needs some, it needs some updating, but, but I also feel like uh, Captain Planet's tagline needs no updating. I think that, uh, I think it works today better than it worked back in the day, you know, I feel like lots of other heroes, they have this very authoritarian uh, tagline. Like He-Man said, I have the power. And I can think of at least one politician that would love that to be their slogan. I have the power. It's tremendous power. It's huge. Um, <laughs> but it works really well. But Captain Planet's tagline was so much better. Captain's tagline was, the power is yours. The power is yours to do bad things with or do good things with. Jokes aside, you're not a toddler. You don't have to have a, you don't have to be grounded from your screen time. You don't have to subtract it from your life, but you can decide if this shiny object is going to be bad or shiny object good. The power is yours.
Hope you enjoyed the show. Hope it helps you take your self-care to the next level so that you can be your creative super self. Thanks to uh, Yoni Wolf and the band Y for our theme music. Thanks to Alex Sugg for our soundtrack. Thanks to Jordan Aaron for editing the show so beautifully. Thanks to Ryan Appleton for uh, managing my life and, and schedule so that we can make this podcast possible. And uh, thanks to all of you for listening. Until we speak again, stay pepped up. I mean, come on, stay pepped up. <laughs>